Welcome to a very special episode of Bloatbusters. This is something that we actually recorded over a year ago. And for one reason or another, we never actually got around to putting it out. So please sit back and relax as you listen to us uh, about a year or so ago discussing Sherlock. Busters Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And today we're going to be discussing a film-like, I guess, show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think we can uh, get I, by on a loophole fe- there. Feature length, we can <laughs> say. Feature length uh, TV show known simply as Sherlock. Sherlock, yes. The uh, BBC series. Yeah, the BBC newest, I guess I'd say, adaptation of the Sherlock Holmes stories. Starring someone that you might know of if you listen to us at all (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch (laughs) and I think what we're going to start with here is just saying how we got into Sherlock in the first place before we this is going to be mostly talking about the third season so if you're listening to this and you still haven't watched the third season and you don't want us to spoil it Watch it. Mm-hmm. Tell us why it took you so long, and then get back to us. Yes, uh, you have what? It's four and a half hours. That's all you need. Four and a half hours I don't, <laughs> to yeah, watch the season. You can do it in an afternoon. What yeah, come on. <laughs> right, so, well, I think I guess you should go first, Sam. What, I guess I mean it's hard to pinpoint you? as we were discussing right before we started recording. Um, I think it must have been mid to late 2010 for me. Um, right. Whenever I know that, uh, I think. It was through Netflix that I saw it. Whenever it first became available, I, I don't know. Which seems early for me for that to be on Netflix, though. I don't for something know. about that timeline doesn't. Well, it, it could be at the end of 2010 for you. Yeah, because obviously it would have come over here and then mm-hmm. what PBS? I yes, because I think I had a roughly about a year wait before the season two came out because I didn't. So the yeah. e- the end yeah. of 2010 would make more sense. Though. Yeah, because so, uh, I was like, oh, two years, but well, yeah, I'd already been through a year of it because yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know things get over here late uh, that originate there and vice versa but uh, yeah so I think it was through the Netflix that I watched the first uh, season uh, kind of on a whim and like oh this looks interesting adaptation and I wasn't uh, a huge fan of the Robert Downey Jr. film right. I think there was only one of them at the time yeah uh, and I thought that was just uh, it just missed with me I know <laughs> a lot of people love that movie and love both of those movies but it just for being an RDJ apologist, I uh, wasn't just in on that for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't strike with me. So I was like, I'll give this a try. And as everyone should, fell in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have another response, first of all, you shouldn't be listening to a podcast about a film you, or about a series you don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that is only the... That's the only acceptable reaction to watching these, <laughs> as I felt. So uh, then I do believe that we were discussing, I think I told the Englishman about it. <laughs> yes. yes, I uh, 
while all of this Sherlock stuff was going on, I was in the process of sorting out my visa to come here mm-hmm. and then coming over here but then having to go back and then waiting and all that. Yeah. So I wasn't watching BBC at the time the Sherlock came out. I also wasn't paying that much attention to the social media side which I will say was less vigorous about it than they are now. It, yeah. it was definitely sort of a slow build as it were. And then when I did come over and I started working for the same company my colleague here mm-hmm. works at, and he started telling me about it. So I found it on Netflix and watched the first season. I then went online, found the next three episodes and watched Bloody that. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> when someone throws you a bone as beautiful as Sherlock, you know, then you just... Go ahead and jump ahead of them in the in the. I, I didn't spoil anything. For no, you, no, no, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, it was one of those ones where, kind of like for me, in England, the thing that was closest was when I first watched the television series of Ghost in the Shell, which is an anime. I watched the first episode and was kind of yeah, that's all right. And then I went back to it a couple of weeks later, watched the first episode again and then the second episode and I then promptly ran down the shops and bought all four volumes that were available at the time Mm -hmm. and then I reached the point of kind of like this but less time where I had to wait for the next volume to come out and then the next volume so it was one of those ones where it just kind of clicked it's like this is good (laughs) this is is some of the best writing and uh, every aspect of it just felt right (laughs) yeah it was solid show like I would, I can't... And, and I'll go so far as to say, like, uh, making a parallel to the love of... Well, I guess I can tie in Benedict Cumberbatch here. There is a yeah. connection with loving this, the new Star Trek films. Never having been a Star Trek fan. Right. Myself. Like, I, I maybe had seen Wrath of Khan, but really didn't remember a whole lot of it other than Khan. Yes, and, Khan. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Even some people Khan's that don't like it. hot dogs or whatever, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Not really coming into it as a, you know, having no allegiance to the canon or anything like that, just enjoying them for the wonderful films they are. Yeah. Uh, much in the same way as Sherlock, I don't ever really recall watching any shows that were Sherlock related or films that I was just, it wasn't on my radar. Right. Like, and I don't know what struck me about wanting to watch this. I just, I don't know, something about the art of the box or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. this looks good. I can watch this. For and it's Netflix, you know. You don't like it, you can turn it off, stream something else. Um, but there was no need to turn it <laughs> off. <laughs> so I don't know, like, um, if you had a lot of love of the Sherlock genre as a. I I can't say that outside of the Sherlock Holmes films that I really knew much about Sherlock. The, the you're like, referring to which Sherlock? I, Holmes I'm films? referring to the Robert Downey Jr. Okay, and right. I guess technically wasn't first, there a TV film? Or, oh, I'm but, sure there's been multiple TV there films. There were but, several. That, yeah. Like the Basil sure Rathbone that. would be the sort of ultimate Sherlock for most yeah. people outside of this Sherlock. Yeah, and I'll say, you know, going back to my childhood, my first introduction to Sherlock Holmes was Basil's Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> and obviously that, that isn't uh-huh. Sherlock Holmes, but it's, yeah. it's kind of a kid introduction mm-hmm. to that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Robert Downey Jr. and I thought, yeah, this is all right. I, don't, I, I kind of like this. And I liked the second one more than the first one, which doesn't happen very often. And I thought he 
did a good job at getting the the Sherlock that is entirely logical down, but I couldn't see Sherlock as quite acting the same way that Robert Downey Jr. had him going in the film. There was something quite off about it. I can't put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. And then we saw this version of Sherlock, which is the modern telling of it, and it just seemed to click. Like it, it was the quick wit of mm-hmm. Sherlock with the you know, he clearly the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. With the, but, the, the disdain for modern society, or just yeah, anyone. With, with those slight <laughs> deficits that you know people. The would, social awkwardness. And, yeah, yeah, it was just perfect. Whereas like, the Robert Downey Jr. one, he's not necessarily socially awkward. He's just no. smarter. Yeah. So I, I think that was what was missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's more of a charmer. I thought. You yeah. Know, Robert Downey Jr. is just more of a charmer and can win over the room. <laughs> where you know Sherlock, everyone just feels kind of weird around because <laughs> he's weird. <laughs> yeah, he, he's weird, but he knows more about you than anyone else you know, probably just from watching you walk across the yeah, room. Yeah, just from inspecting your jacket. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was something that just kind of draws you in. I will say, my wife doesn't want to watch it mainly because she watched the opening five minutes of the first episode and didn't see Sherlock at all because he's not actually on screen in the first five minutes of the first episode and she couldn't connect to the show through that and she didn't want to continue watching it I have tried (laughs) to get her to watch it again but uh, I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to admit that I'm probably not going to win that battle but then again she's not necessarily the biggest fan of Benedict Cumberbatch outside of Sherlock either so I I think you can only show people you know the light of Benedict Cumberbatch (laughs) they have to allow Benedict Cumberbatch into their hearts (laughs) (laughs) you know and accept him as the one true god exactly (laughs) so anyway uh, apart from those that are just refusing to see (laughs) the light (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I mean, I uh, go, going into the first couple of seasons quickly because we're going to yes. focus mostly on the third. The first season was just solid, and the lead up to the final episode where you got to meet Moriarty, yes, which being anyone that knows anything about Sherlock, Moriarty is the anti Sherlock. Yes. He is uh, his Lex Luthor. <laughs> yes, he yeah. he. We got to see him, and he was played brilliantly by someone that you just don't see that type of villain very often. No. and He, the, uh, he just the, doesn't yeah. care. And the <laughs> voice just pulls you in. That yeah. I don't know I don't know his normal speaking voice but it is just so melodic and just pulls you in yeah. to his insanity. He, he's got a very sing-songy yeah. regular tone and then he yeah. can just snap. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, I just love listening to him talk. Or did spoiler? Yeah. <laughs> well, or maybe yeah, not. Maybe. <laughs> we will see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, going into the second season, uh, the first season was a, a so, good cliffhanger. Yes, what, that was. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the uh, yes. What what one of those things where you the, yeah. you know since it's a cliffhanger, they're mm-hmm. going. There's going to be a second season. Therefore, they're going to get out of it. Yeah, but you still wonder how the hell are they going to get out of it? <laughs> yeah, and then they come back and. Like some might say, some that are outside of Charlotte might say a bit of an anticlimactic 
uh, resolution to it, but then as it goes in and you realize exactly what it was, like it was a fantastic resolution to that particular scene and it perfectly bleeds into the second season. And the second season was just more of the same, just fantastic, did a brilliant send up of the old stories and modernizing them. And then the last episode of the second season, it ends up with Sherlock and Moriarty on a roof. And anyone that knows anything about the canon of Sherlock, and it's called the Rheinbach Fall, mm-hmm. like the Rheinbach Falls being the uh, waterfall where Sherlock and Moriarty dive off to their apparent deaths in the books. And so, yeah, going into this episode, you know, probably at least one of them will die. And then you see Moriarty. And, and again, spoiler, really don't listen if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Moriarty corners Sherlock so much that Sherlock needs to jump off the end of the building, otherwise everyone he knows will die. And then Sherlock points out that as long as Moriarty is still alive, he can get him to call them off if he can figure out a way. So Moriarty then decides, okay, and shoots himself in the head. Therefore, meaning that Sherlock has to has to go through it. go off yeah. and jump off, and then he does so. John sees him on the ground. He gets rushed into hospital, and then you see his grave with John standing over it. And the very final shot of the final episode, you see John walking away from the grave, and you see Sherlock by a tree. And so it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And that leads perfectly into the first episode of the third season where you find out that yes indeed Sherlock is alive and he's been off doing stuff for two years which I thought was a fantastic link into how long it takes to make these seasons is that he has been away for two years on screen as well as in the show so it was a nice little thing and what I thought was fantastic was the preview images that they set out for the third season where you got to see uh, Watson with the moustache. Oh, see, I didn't see any of that. Yeah. You didn't see that? Oh, no. that like, there was a, sh- a picture released of Watson where, with the moustache that he had at the beginning of the third season. And there were all of these fantastic little things that were... The fans just took it and ran with it, saying that the the first time Sherlock meets John, it's going to be... John saying, Sherlock, I thought you were dead. And then Sherlock just dot, dot, dot. Like, what? What's the matter? Dot, dot, dot. But how do you get back? Are you really going to keep that moustache? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that kind of is what happens. It, it was a brilliant lead up to it. Because you got mm. you got to see the new woman in John's life. Yeah. Played brilliantly by his real life partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got to see Sherlock trying to figure out, well, how am I going to best come about showing John that I am still alive? Well, it just shows you that he just does not is not tapped into the social norms and mores at all. Where he he thinks, yeah. you know, like where he's telling Mycroft to, who frees him, you know, um, yeah. from this terrorist cell or whatever, that, you know, oh, I think I'll surprise him. You know, he'll, he'll love to see me. And, you know, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> because he just does not get that, yes, you've hurt him. You've been dead dead for two years in his mind you were 100% dead yeah Uh, well it's uh, the line as well there's a line from um, 
from Mycroft where he says, like, you know, John, John's been getting on with his life, and Sherlock just replies, what life? I've been away. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how egocentric he is, and just just no concept of how he has hurt his friend, or, yeah. you know, and just, oh, I'll just pop in at a restaurant and, yeah. sit, you know, do this whole little disguise with the French, you know, accent and the mustache. And, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was a, like... Based on the Sherlock we knew before, it was like it doesn't shock us that Sherlock did this, but it was a fantastic reaction from John. Yeah, it's it how was... you would react that you would be pissed the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like well, the what I was going to say in the books, Watson fainted when oh, okay. Sherlock came back. And wait, which although so this is quite following the the, the books then, uh, right? like the the series mm-hmm. followed really closely the books. The, okay. It, uh, the way that it works there is they're willing to tweak it to make it more modern and John beating up Sherlock in response to him Mm -hmm. actually being alive after two years yeah that's that's probably what a war veteran would do yeah (laughs) and it was I think my favourite just little running running clip in the entire third season was just that thing of you see John snap mm-hmm. in the restaurant, and then they are then in a diner somewhere yeah. talking. Followed by snaps again, <laughs> and so they end up in a kebab yeah. shop. Uh, and it's it's wonderful just how they keep cutting away. Yeah. Well, let's not forget that uh, Sherlock interrupted a very meaningful proposal, yes. <laughs> like right at the critical moment. You know? Yeah, he yeah. just. Yeah. Just got it in there. And also, I don't know if you noticed it, if you rewatched it and noticed it, or mm-hmm. the first time, when Sherlock looks at Mary and you see all the words floating around. Yeah, yeah. Did, oh, I freeze frame that. Did you see Liar in there a couple of times? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I, anytime that happens, I freeze frame and go through. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of repetition, but yeah, there's. Yeah, and it's, uh-huh. it's one of those things where it's fun to see that. Sherlock himself noticed it, but doesn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't sink into him, ex- except when you saw later on that he started to see mm-hmm. things in there that weren't quite fitting. Even though he didn't, he didn't figure it out until yeah. the very, the almost fatal moment later in the series. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a fantastic idea I thought it was one of the few things that was really different in the book in that Mary is not a supporting character in this yes. like she is very much a main character which mm. I I liked like what what did you think about the Mary character well I I just uh I mean didn't really care for her in that first episode I don't know I just thought she was a little drab a little boring and well not, I mean yeah there, there wasn't a lot for her to do uh, other than be, you know, kind of the uh, catalyst for getting Holmes and Watson back together. Yeah. You know, just, oh, you know, she's like, don't worry, Sherlock, I'll work on him, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in episode two, I just wanted to say, you know, um, I'm usually, you're usually the one that catches all these things and analyzes everything. Yeah. But uh, when, I think they said it once or twice, or Sherlock said it once or twice when he's going through his deductions that, you know, someone has gone to great lengths to be make themselves 
be able to be at this wedding. Yeah. And I immediately thought Mary. I'm like, oh, it's Mary. And then you find out it's the photographer. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it's still Mary. Yeah. <laughs> so I held on to that. I'm like, no. Something's, something's wrong in Denmark. You know, uh, because that is what greater links are there to go to than convincing, you know, you love this person and then eventually having real love for them. You yeah. Know, they find out. But I'm going to infiltrate myself, you know, and get married to this person you know but you know then they kind of pawn it off oh it's the photographer that's right. you know that's worked his way into this wedding but yeah so I I was just, you know, very cautious of her early yeah. on I felt and like when you said it did freeze frame and I did see that wire thing uh yeah so <laughs> I wasn't a fan I guess you could say <laughs> yeah, yeah, and still don't know if I am no, I'm interested to see where they go with the character. Yeah, it's it's almost a little problematic having someone that can go toe to toe with Sherlock mm-hmm. that isn't a main villain. Yeah, like, so, someone that is just at Sherlock's level for the most part, mm-hmm. being a psychiatrist. So basically, Watson turns into the idiot that needs to have everything described to him by his wife or by Sherlock. <laughs> so yeah. it, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Maybe they'll work in something where Watson starts to realize this and wants out, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, I don't know. Again, speculation on future seasons. That yeah, but when, I do think in that third episode he really should have told her to fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, I accept you even though you betrayed me and represented yourself falsely the whole time I knew you mm-hmm. until Sherlock tricked you into being honest, you know, with yeah. that little dark hallway thing behind that. Yeah, you know? and that was, that was something, actually, so at the end of the... No, so the middle of the, the third episode... Yeah. Mary is holding what she thinks is Sherlock at gunpoint at the end of a mm-hmm. corridor. And then she sees Sherlock behind her, and so she goes, oh, it's just a, a dummy, it's a mannequin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you find out that actually it was John. Yeah, listening to this whole conversation. And the one thing that I'm surprised never came up after that is that she didn't seem to have either any remorse or no one pointed out that she was almost willing to shoot her husband that she claimed to genuinely mm-hmm. love and it's like that. there's no you don't see anything in her face of I almost shot you it's just oh no now you know who I am yeah <laughs> like, cat's is, out of bag yeah. yeah so it's uh, an interesting thing there of maybe she has some of what Sherlock has which is that she immediately rationalizes you know, I was never actually going to shoot you unless I knew you were Sherlock, but now you know who I am, I've got to deal with that. Like, mm. like, so most people would still cling on to the I almost shot you part of it. <laughs> yeah, I see, that'd be a little tough for me to get over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, whatever. So, before going to the end of the series here, shall we go into the people of this show you've obviously we've got Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock we have talked at length in other episodes about this guy Mm -hmm. you have Martin Freeman as Watson doing a fantastic job as Watson I think like it's one of the best yes and uh, I only have Jude Law to compare him against but still a wonderful (laughs) yeah I've read the first Sherlock book now I'm slowly getting through Mm -hmm. the other ones and 
Watson at the beginning of the series is the Watson in the book. Like he is just amazed at everything Sherlock can do and can just be blindsided by some of these insights. And then as it goes on, he starts to expect that from Sherlock and they really st- they really have a respecting relationship. Again, kind of like it is in there, although the Sherlock still doesn't understand some of the other <laughs> aspects of it. Which, fair enough. I think if you're at this point of intelligence, you mm-hmm. are going to lose something. And... Yeah general social norms I think is probably the best thing that he could lose <laughs> especially since it does seem to help him at times Like he's rather than getting caught up in everything that you need to be caught up in in a conversation he is more focused on the stuff that he should be focused yeah. on and sometimes that leads to him being rude or seemingly rude but I d- yeah. get to the good parts get to, yeah, get to the details I need to hear <laughs> uh, yeah. so so yeah they and just Those like the two. eye rolling when he, his parents are visiting, yeah. just listening to their story. Oh, sometimes he loses yeah. this. And which, he, which uh, my like one of the things I liked is that they actually got Benedict Cumberbatch's parents in to play Sherlock's parents, <laughs> and it, they are actors in their own right. So it was, uh, yeah, it was nice that they were able to do that. And so, like the other people in it, you've got Mark Gatius, the co-creator, co-writer, yes. co-producer. As Minecraft Holmes, I always, I and every time they see, I always say Minecraft. It's just <laughs> Minecraft Holmes, yes, because yeah. this is not a name that was familiar to me before the show. But I guess yeah. it's a, I guess I, I don't know if you'd say common, but not, not out of place, not common, not but it, it's English an English name. name. Yeah. It is an mm-hmm. English name. Yeah, Minecraft. So it's <laughs> like. Or is it like Mike for short? I said, just a lot of people shorten it to Mike M Y C. I would imagine, yeah, yeah. Because I think there's a comedian Mike something, but it's M Y C. I don't think he's English, but right. maybe that's his full name. I don't know. Mike Roth. Yeah. Oh well. But uh, yeah, um, I guess we should probably point out that more intelligent than Sherlock. Yes. Yes. Um, his brother is vastly more intelligent. Yes. Than Sherlock like they have that scene was I think in the first episode where he's like, "Oh, can you imagine?" Like I didn't. Like, Sherlock was the dumb one, you know, yeah. in the family or whatever, you know. He's like, oh, I didn't know, you know. Yeah, we had nothing to compare it to. Compare ourselves against until we started meeting the, I forget the derogatory term he uses, sheep or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, rest, the rest of the populace. Right. Yeah, it's fantastic because you, you also realize that Mycroft hasn't lost most of the social stuff that Sherlock has or at the very mm-hmm. least he's better at playing along yeah, better at pretending yes better like like Dexter better at <laughs> just showing yeah. that normal front yeah so yeah. It, it's a mm-hmm. great character and yeah. it's one of those just, things yeah. where you in the books he is the guy who is behind a secret club mm-hmm. in London who basically run the government but they it's, don't it's something say. like MI6 but yeah, like they, maybe they, an offshoot or, yeah they, they don't yeah. say that yeah. he runs the government but Sherlock states that you know they, they kind of do yeah. whereas in this obviously he is the secret service like mm-hmm. there's no yeah. it doesn't matter how many other people are in the secret service like Mycroft is the secret service he is the intelligence agency there's mm. Yeah, Mycroft is running. He is the guy to know. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's it's one of those things where Mycroft still there are some areas where Sherlock is 
in front of Mycroft. Not many, but mm-hmm. there's some areas where Sherlock is still ahead of his brother. Yeah, and I do like those moments where he knows he needs his brother, even yeah. though he doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he would know? never admit it. Yeah. But, yeah, I do love that line. I think it was the first one. You're like, whatever language it was, we were talking, he's like, oh, well, it was a an offshoot of this language and kind of had roots in this language yeah. it took me about four hours to learn he's like oh you're losing your step <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all eight, we're all getting old brother or yeah. something like that yeah like, yep, four hours to learn a language yeah yeah I, it, <laughs> it is fun just to see the interaction between the two of them as well yes. like it, mm-hmm. it's astonishing to think that these people with the amount of intelligence they have are still caught up in your typical brother stuff. And the fun little misdirection as well when they're playing a game in Sherlock's apartment. Oh, the deduction and, with and the And yeah. you see the... Well, there's that, but you also you see the chess set and they're sitting oh, yeah, the table. Oh, yeah, that was a great perspective shot. And yeah, then yeah. they're actually playing Playing Operation. operation. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful shot, yeah. yeah. Just using forced perspective to its <laughs> utmost uh, ability there. Yeah, and it, yeah. it was one of those ones where... You, you got to see that there was a little playfulness. Well, I, I liked his uh, little misdirection with um, the, like I said, the game of deduction with the the winter hat or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and he says you're missing the solitude or the solitary, and uses that as pretty much. Say so, okay. So why can't he be different than everyone else and still be among everyone else? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially meaning himself, you know, right. Sherlock. You know, I am different, but I'm fine being around yeah. people that are, you know, not like me at all. <laughs> sure, and he was yeah. also using it. Uh, not sure if you, um, how much I went into it. He was also using it to say that because Mycroft could not understand mm-hmm. the fact that the guy was lonely, mm-hmm. meant that Mycroft himself was lonely, or yeah, at least yeah, that's yeah. what he was getting mm-hmm. alluding to. Yeah. Well, which, which I thought was fun. I also liked the fact that it was totally rigged because Sherlock knew exactly who that <laughs> that was. was. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Who's Sherlock? <laughs> uh, so, uh, you got uh, Unistubbs as Mrs. Hudson, which mm. I, I thought was a really good character and the amount of backstory they give her in a relatively little amount of screen time. I thought because you know you you find out in the first episode that Sherlock made sure her husband went to jail and uh, possibly got executed, yeah. and then you find out I think in the third season that well, she, she might have been running this <laughs> thing that uh, she managed to get out of, and yes, yeah, definitely quite a lot. Especially, yeah. I I also liked Magnuson, the villain from the third episode. Where he looks at her and find, finds out in his mind that her biggest weakness was marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> huh. mm-hmm. So the question and isn't is: Isn't her defense like your husband was a druggie or something? No, he just ran a cartel. Like there's yeah. something that he wasn't. You know, yeah, like, he just ran the cartel. Yeah, he, he was yeah. just running. He wasn't <laughs> taking it. He was running. Yeah, and she's like what? Been a stripper or something? Yeah, well, that, that was one of them. Yeah, yeah, she, quite an, an exotic dancer, life. I believe. An exotic dancer. Yes, yeah, so whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it was it was nice that they did that, and I, I do think probably the cartel was running in marijuana then because she doesn't, <laughs> you don't see anything, you don't have any illusions whatsoever to her using marijuana, yeah. and yet if that's her pressure point, then that must have had something to do with it, yeah. uh, and she's 
Yeah, it's just a brilliant character, and there's the line from Sherlock when John states that Mrs. Hudson should go to a safe place, and Sherlock just said, Mrs. Hudson, leave Baker Street. England would fall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's uh, a wonderful little thing to a character that Mm. isn't that huge in the books, but they've really made it their own in this, I think. They've (laughs) done well. Uh, I've got Rupert Graves as Lestrade. Yes. Lestrade, I think, is kind of the same as he is in the books. He's a detective that he's good at his job, but he knows that he's not as good as Sherlock, and Mm. he needs help from this guy. Even if he's going to get in trouble, he needs the help. Yes, he's your Commissioner Gordon, essentially. <laughs> like He will yeah. do what resources he's allowed, or use what resources he's allowed, but knows when it's time to call him Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is an interesting parallel. <laughs> That's, you know, it made sense to me. Yeah, right. well, <laughs> the guy that, has, that can fight, it can kind of, not essentially work outside of the law, but has access to... Yeah. The, other areas, you know, with yeah. his intelligence and so. Although I'm, I'm sure someone has done online somewhere an image of uh, this Sherlock and Watson as Batman and Robin. Like, there, oh, that I'm must sure. be. I'm there. sure there is fan art somewhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, <laughs> <to> <laughs> yes, please do <laughs> if you find that or create uh, it. And yeah, this Lestrade I thought had a fantastic arc as well in the second season where it reached the point where everyone is telling him that Sherlock has to actually be the mastermind, which is what led to the ending. And he still doesn't believe it, but he has to act on it. Like that, mm-hmm. He doesn't think that Sherlock is behind it, but with all the evidence, there has to be some action from him. So, yeah. And then you see him being remorseful about everything, although he still states that, <laughs> I think it was Anderson he's saying like you're the one that killed him you know you're the one that led to it yeah uh, it's and do you know what his first name is because Sherlock doesn't seem to know what his first name is I don't, it's Greg yeah. or something like, oh. yeah I don't uh, yeah I don't recall <laughs> yeah is it? and yeah and then the last one I've got written down Andrew Scott as Moriarty oh okay uh, and Moriarty was a fantastic villain and in the third episode of the third season you got this other villain that seemed to be oh, he, a next Moriarty. He, yeah, it? I thought he was just the epitome of just evil and malice <laughs> and yeah. someone that's only working for their own gain. Yeah, uh, someone that yeah. can actually do anything he wants. Yeah. He has everything on everyone. And so did you know, I forget what they call it, his vault or whatever the name, do you know what I'm talking about? I, uh, I know what you're talking chamber about. Or hidden chamber or whatever. However long did you know that didn't actually exist? Uh, well, I... Or, or in any kind of physical sense. Well, I started to think something was up, especially when they started showing, like, here's the blueprint for mm-hmm. the play, and it was like, there, there isn't anything there. Like, mm-hmm. Or you, with you the glasses, did, how long did you think those were actually special glasses? I, or that he is like a Terminator? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the first time when they were using the glasses, uh, I was thinking, okay, it might be the glasses, because it's yeah. not, you don't see yeah. it. And then the second time he starts doing it, it's like, well, maybe it's not the glasses, and like, he, mm-hmm. he needs the glasses to see. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what it was. And then you saw yeah. Sherlock 
put testing out, like, out the glasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're just ordinary glasses. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought it was a a really good way of changing it up because obviously you mm-hmm. see with Sherlock everything's just kind of floating around mm-hmm. whereas with this guy very methodical very computer like like this is how it would be displayed to this guy it makes sense like this I see this person here's his weakness right underneath him so yeah he, yeah he's <laughs> instead of using it to solve a crime like Sherlock would he's just knowing it to, so he can get under your skin so he can yeah. so he can own he, you he, you are under his thumb yeah he yeah. just wants to live comfortably yeah, so I no one will have anything on him. Or, you know, he has everything on you. Yeah. Yeah, so just so, from meeting you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it was a fantastic build-up as well. Like, you got to see a little bit of his influence in the third season, but then the third episode was really focused well, you, around you him. You do get to see him at the end of the first. You get to see... They pull in, you see his glasses, and you see eh, about the top third of his face or yeah. so. And uh, he's just watching the screen, watch, watching uh, John get pulled out of the fire over and yeah. over. Yeah, which again was a fantastic mystery. Because did you notice yeah. where he's sitting in that scene? Uh, he's sitting in the vaults. Oh, <laughs> like, yes, yeah. The vaults that you see in the third one uh-huh. is where he's sitting watching okay. it. So. And they they still play it up for anyone that's not uh, really following along as well. Because when he, they turn up to his house mm-hmm. at the end of the third episode, he's using the projector watching a video on just a regular wall. Yeah. So you still say, oh, well, he brought this up to watch it because he knows they're coming. And then, of course, the big spoiler being that the vaults that he has is entirely in his mind. It's, it's just ba- like Sherlock's mind palace. Yeah, basically, yeah. if Sherlock has a mind palace, this guy has a mind City. castle <laughs> yeah. with the keep and everything yeah, around yeah. it. Like it's, yeah. a, it's one of those ones where Sherlock he has just, Oh, uh, one of my favorite scenes is when he just closes his eyes and uh, he just like pages through the notes in his head. Yeah. You know, he's just like, oh, do I want to go look this up? Hmm. I'll just look this up yeah. back here and this there. Oh, there it is. And he just pulls out the file in his head and reads yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's just... Mime yeah. through taking it out of the cabinet, yes. through, putting it back. Yeah. Because right. mm-hmm. everything has to be neat and orderly in the way where he left it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a fantastic way to end the series is you just have this villain who, like... You've had everything coming up. You dealt with Mary, mm-hmm. and you've had the establishing of everything in the first episode, and then you just have this guy who, like, how are you going to get over it? Like everything that you've very seen, very quick, very easily, and very quickly, as it turns out. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. The, the one thing that nobody, with the exception of Sherlock, so even funny. contemplates, no. is that Sherlock is willing to kill him. Well, Sherlock, I mean, it does show through even even though he is so socially awkward, he, he does love his friend John. And yeah. And it, he shows that he will go to any length to protect him and Mary. Yeah, to protect yeah. him and the one that John, John cares about. It does, you know, not his relationship with Mary. It's, yeah. He wants to protect their relationship. Yeah, I and, mean, he, he obviously does respect Mary as well. Yeah, but, but he, you know, he realizes this, this is the kind of person that will not stop. And yeah, will not, you know, there is no... Winning with him still being around, still being in jail or anywhere, you know. Yeah. So as long as he's alive, dot dot dot. <laughs> Hence, yeah. make him not be alive anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a, a a lovely little line where he just says like, "Why do people don't get it? 
I'm a high functioning sociopath. He really <laughs> he really <laughs> likes to have that distinction in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I I was shocked when he pulled that trigger. Yeah, I, I, I like, didn't oh. see it coming, but the, the second that he did it, and you saw mm-hmm. the reaction of it, it was like I I understand how he got here. Mm-hmm. There's there was and how was he not shot to pieces then immediately after he shot him? You know, I think like, that is anyone else's unless Mycroft had orders. I know? think Mycroft said at the at the start not to shoot, mm-hmm. and then when he shot. I'm sure the people... But that is he like your trained instinct as an officer or whatever is like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think the idea... Yeah. The idea, the though, Now he's a defenseless person, yeah, yeah. He never aimed the gun at the people coming towards him. He yeah. only shot Magnuson and then dropped the gun. Mm-hmm. So you could argue there that because he didn't show any aggression towards the other people. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Mycroft yelling, don't shoot! <laughs> and... So, you you might think I jumped off the Moriarty bandwagon a little quick there, but at the end of the episode, you see Sherlock being sent away on a mission that Mycroft originally offered him and said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer you something and I want you to decline it because you will die. Yeah, it's like two months or whatever. (laughs) I think you'll last six months and you will die. And so you're not coming back. And so it ends up being we can't not send Sherlock to jail or something. So, by default, he well, you ends have a very up nice scene though too before Sherlock leaves with Watson, and like yeah, yeah this is the last time they're going to talk. They know it's the last time they're going to talk to each yeah. other. Yeah, and what do they talk about? It turns out Sherlock is actually a girl's name. So, <laughs> so yeah. na- naming uh-huh. naming John's future daughter Sherlock, Sherlock would be work. a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so you see Sherlock leaving on this mm-hmm. on this suicide mission, and then you see Moriarty. Like, and it was something that I don't think anyone saw coming. Like, yeah. n- there's no lead up whatsoever to Moriarty being back, yeah. and then no all hands, of a sudden nothing, it's, yeah. "Did you miss me?" on yeah. every screen in Britain. Well, you, let's let's say you don't see him necessarily in the flesh. It is a video. Technically, you do not see. Moriarty standing there in saying the, the words. So you don't you know if this is just a pre-recording or not. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it is Moriarty on yeah. every screen in England. Yeah. Which, how would you pull that off yeah, if yeah. you weren't up to his level? Uh-huh. Going, or, do you or, miss me? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so uh, apparently, the only thing that gets you out of just completely obvious point blank murder is that yeah. <laughs> you're the only one that can stop a uh, a terrorist that you know no one else can. Yeah, no, no one else was able to stop. Yeah, so, okay, we'll forgive the murder that we all witnessed. Yeah. I mean, it's, You're not going to be responsible for that. And it might be something that, you know, they could end it with Sherlock coming up with a way of solving this, and they're able to use that as a pardon, as it were, mm-hmm. or as a reduced sentence or something. Because, like, you know, obviously everyone in Britain wanted Magnuson gone. But no one could get no. rid of it. No, because no one wanted to reveal their skeletons in the closet yeah. that he knew about, you know? Yeah, so it'll be... I'm really looking forward to the next season because, like, obviously you had the Did You Miss Me? blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the credits, you had Moriarty standing there staring into characters saying, Did mm. You Miss Me? Yeah. Like, so you had the live action one, which mm-hmm. does say to me that 
they might actually go with him coming back. Which then I don't again, know. Yeah, how are you explaining that him eating a bullet then, you know? Well, the, there's the thing. Moriarty was always ahead of Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Sherlock believes he was ahead of Moriarty because he knew what would happen. The only thing he didn't anticipate was Moriarty killing himself. Yeah. What if so, Moriarty what if anticipated was, that? What if he was already right in that assumption that he wouldn't kill himself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, th- so there's didn't. no... like The gun comes from nowhere. Mm-hmm. He wasn't holding him at gunpoint. He didn't mm-hmm. use it beforehand, so yeah. how do we know there wasn't a blank in there? Yeah. Like, so that obviously, but wasn't there a lot of blood coming out of him? <laughs> there, there was, but there was a lot of blood coming out of Sherlock. Well... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, I did want to get to uh, my beefs with the show, uh, albeit picky yeah. and small. Oh, yeah. When you have a show that has this production value and this cast and this writing, yeah. and, you know, it's just phenomenal. And I just want to have that as a yeah. you know, disclaimer at the front of this. But, uh, a 40 minute the, disclaimer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> For a two sentence uh, comment here. But the faking of the death. Yes. Um, I my feeling is the writers wrote themselves into a corner <laughs> and did their best to play it off as like oh these are all crackpots theories but never give you a satisfying answer onto how this was faked which I need I need as a viewer <laughs> I need to know how it was done if you're just going to say he faked his death that doesn't work for me how yeah. did he do it I mean the last explanation they give is the most plausible but still highly unlikely yeah. uh, with like you know the guy says how do you know John would stay right there and how you know you, you got this airbag you can hold the airbag out of the way yeah. you, know, you got some perspective issues there with the building in between the other building and so he falls out of frame for a second but you still need the real body and then you have the, the face you know the Sherlock face and yeah. you know every all this intricate plan of these people running up and squirting blood on the sidewalk and running away and <laughs> like I need a reasonable explanation. I don't know. I just... You don't feel that way at all? Well, I... I feel that Sherlock obviously had a plan. Mycroft had the plan mm-hmm. as well. And, and everyone knew but Watson, which yeah. <laughs> Watson is very pissed off about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Your yes. parents knew. Yeah, Molly brother, knew. Yes. <laughs> Your brother knew. Yeah. yeah. So... I have no problems not actually knowing the exact way it worked. I like the idea that Sherlock keeps trying to tell John, mm-hmm. and John doesn't want to know. Yeah, like, but doesn't he at the end of that episode want to know? That nope. first episode, no. he's like, no, John, John still, yeah. John never asks how he did yeah. it, and obviously he's telling Anderson yeah. how he did it in mm-hmm. quotation marks. Yeah. And the question is. Did Sherlock give out how he did it, or did he give out yet another way of how he did, how he might have done it, mm-hmm. going along the vein? Because you got to see a couple of other ideas as to what might have happened. Oh yeah, the one with the the cardboard cutout or whatever was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and where they're Moriarty and Sherlock are very secret lovers. <laughs> yeah. And then Anderson quickly says that that's not the case. Like, yeah. No, no. no. Like, what? Just as valid as your theories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, I love that they introduce slash fiction into mm. that. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you know slash fiction. Well, know I know what fan that? fiction okay. is. That's okay. usually making Star Wars characters hump each other. But <laughs> slash fiction is a term for when you have fan fiction uh-huh. about two male or two female characters getting together that wouldn't normally like okay. so 
Mm-hmm. So it was fantastic that they actually included so it'd be like R2-D2 that. and C-3PO love story. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it'd be more like a... I'm Han- sure that's out there already. <laughs> yeah, it'd be more like uh, Han, Han and Luke. Luke. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. Uh, but, but yeah, it was... Uh, it was a great little dig, I think. At mm. All the stuff, and still want to know. I know, I know, I get it. I get that a lot of. people I mean, well, when you know. have, when the nature of the show is, you know, like the third act or the end of the third act is okay. Here's Sherlock doing his thing, you know, going through his monologue. This is, and this is why you did this, and I, you thought, you thought I'd do this, and you did yeah. When you go to those links to explain the entire episode essentially yeah. what was what you were actually seeing and then to just go oh well he faked his death don't worry about how he did it <laughs> that doesn't jive with me no yeah you I, know i understand it it is a bit of a departure from the norm of the show but i am perfectly fine not so knowing that's how why they i think did it. i think they fucked themselves over and didn't know how he could do it <laughs> so well they they're like we'll just make up a whole bunch of idiots ideas on how he did it yeah. well that's the thing i i think that it is more acceptable to not know because anything they could come up with will mm-hmm. still have everyone going. But what about this? Or what about it? Basically, well, I, as guess, I guess did. I guess you have a catch twenty two there. The only person smart enough to fake the death was Sherlock. So the only one smart enough to figure it out would be would Sherlock. Be Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and he, yeah. he comes up on the thing and he says, you know, from the second I walked out, there were eleven things that I could do, and it's. Uh, uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, thirteen possibilities. Well, yeah, it's thirteen possibilities, but two of them he couldn't do because oh, okay, he would have yeah, broken yeah. something. Gotcha, yeah. you know, so, mm-hmm. so eleven plausible mm-hmm. things. Yeah, and it's like, really? What? How did and they give you like that? two? Yeah, they, <laughs> so, yeah, they, two? They give you at least two starts, yeah, and then they give it, you yeah. the one at the end, and mm-hmm. then they all. And then, obviously, Anderson had the one featuring Darren Brown. Who, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Who, for those Sweet. of you that don't know, I who had Darren no Brown idea who is, that was. Yeah, Darren Brown is the uh, kind of difficult to explain. He isn't a street magician, but he is more of a mind tricks type of guy. I think he'd probably equate best to. I don't think he's on TV anymore. John Edwards here. John Edwards has a like had an afternoon show with a, a psychic type thing where like someone in the audience had a death in family with an R you know it was just complete South Park made fun of it as complete B- BS right, yeah. you know or uh, or J or J what? yeah was his name RJ no uh yeah John yeah that was it John uh huh yeah. yeah so John died re- yeah you know and he just keep going through yeah right so I don't know is that similar not not quite he is he is very much against that sort of thing okay he, he does a show where it's a lot of things of he'll have there's one show he does where he wears a button on his lapel for the entire show. And then during the show, he gets people to... He throws stuff out into the audience and through, as he says, through slight things in his speech or what he's wearing or things in the set, he'll get people to come to a conclusion of something. And so he'll then get all the stuff. And then at the end, he takes off the button and written on the button is three different things that he got the audience to say during the show okay. and so it's you know, so, yeah, using he's, mind he's a performer yeah just uh, yeah. yeah and he also did a television show where he managed to get someone under a hypnotic suggestion to rob a armored van mm-hmm. at, at gunpoint and it, like obviously that was great... staged oh but... was, wasn't there he's not the one I think he's Scottish though that had a great special on the Discovery Channel where he like 
implemented someone. I don't think it was this guy. It wasn't had, this guy. He had, had like a sleeper word, and like the guy's at a coffee shop, and he had to, he went and like robbed this place or like yeah. attempted to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very it's, similar sounding. Like probably. I mean, it, this guy. Let's, yeah, we need to get off. Yeah, he's basically someone that could come up to you and like hypnotize you and yes. implant suggestions stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. And it was funny that he agreed to do it. Because like, yeah. this is something he would never do, mm-hmm. but he, he agreed to yeah. be in there. So it was uh, it was a fun thing, I thought, to come back with what, four different theories on how he did it mm-hmm. and then let the audience decide if no, any of them were true no, or not. No, don't let them decide. <laughs> like, oh, here, here's... We got bullshit in this hand and bullshit in that hand and bullshit in this hand. Which bullshit do you want? No, that isn't an option. <laughs> well, I think we'll agree to disagree on that one. Thing. Um, other very, very, very slight complaint. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wrote this in quotation. Sometimes the show seems too cool for me. I don't know, and I'm going to elaborate on that. Um, okay. If anyone's ever seen, I don't think you ever watched Dexter. I, no, I don't. I don't want to wa- go into like why I hate the last season, blah blah blah. <laughs> but the opening of that was too cool. It was like very. Uh, it's him making breakfast, right. but everything has this very violent connotation to it. He's just like slicing through this grapefruit and the juice flying everywhere. You know, it's supposed to be like blood. Okay. You know, like and then uh, you know grilling this meat up and like tearing into the meat. You know, very cannibalistic or very you know just very emoting this kind of violent dark world by using this breakfast preparation you know and getting getting ready like when he ties his shoes it's like (laughs) you know you get this kind of noose or strangling noise you know when he does it so but it's very fast cuts and very uh very intricate and that's how i feel sometimes the show is um like you'll get these Hmm. whooshes or sped up like time lapse something or this like audible like sound effect of whoosh and the car going down the street and chase 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 uh, you know and uh, I don't know sometimes I just think it's a little too clever for its own good uh, the uh, one the thing that I'm thinking of is in the first season when he's trying it's the first episode he's trying to chase the taxi cab and you see him play through in his head exactly what he's going to do mm-hmm. and it's like spread forward I always imagine that a lot of times when it's when it's like that and you see the reels sped up, it's mm. not necessarily them speeding it up. It's more them showing this is Sherlock's thinking it through, mm-hmm. or this is Sherlock's um, point of view, as it were, yeah. through it. So I do think there's like a lot of jump cuts used and well, a lot of a lot of editing tricks, like quick, 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 just bang, bang, bang. True. And, I think sometimes that's needed, and sometimes I think it's just there to make it look cool. That's my feeling. That's my feeling. Which, like I said before, minor, 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 yeah. minor gripe on an, on an otherwise flawless show, I think. So. Yeah, it, it's one of those shows that I... I just don't want it to become... I just want it to start outsmarting itself, essentially. Right. Like, just putting in things that they read on message boards or fan board. You know, like, oh, just keep what the... keep. Keep it added to this. I, I don't think yeah. they will. I uh-huh. just think that for this one coming back, mm-hmm. it was something where they realized that like, they would kind of be silly not bringing in a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But I think from here on, now that they've done that, they're probably not going to do that again. I think I think they they have a very clear image in mm-hmm. their minds of where it's going. 
and as long as they keep writing it and keep producing it, I will keep watching. But yeah, because they always have an interesting way to. En- it never feels like they're just continuing on with like the previous episode. It always oh. starts fresh. Like even like the third episode, like he's in a drug den or whatever, you know. He's yeah. back on the smack or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just doing it for a case. But <laughs> yeah. I but I'm, I mean that's totally not what you would think the show would be doing. You think he would just you know, just go on continuing the story, the narrative. But yeah. it kinda each episode can exist on its own. Exactly, which is I think the saving grace of this show mm-hmm. is that for the most part you can drop in, watch any episode of Sherlock and be 90% up to speed. Yeah, you might miss a reference or two yeah. uh, to Irene Adler or whatever, you know. Yeah, but The Woman. The Woman, yeah. Oh my god, still, I don't remember the name of that episode, but I think that is still my favorite episode to date. Uh, study in Pink? Was that or the study very first in one? That was the, oh, yeah. be the first episode. No, yeah, Study in Pink. It's, uh, I did know it. I just, no, it's, it's like not the Hounds of Bakersville. No, it's, it's like not the... Uh, like there's something <laughs> in Belgrave or Belgrave. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I might cut this all out. <laughs> just cut to the name. It was season the two, was it not? It was season two. Yeah. The scandal in Belgrave. That's yeah. the one. Yes, 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 yes. It was a scandal that, in Belgrave. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, still, I think, to my to this date, my favorite episode. Just really, so perf- I wonder why. <laughs> No, it was just so perfectly. Yeah, it was. It was a misdirection. It, it was a fantastic it is, episode. Just for that last two minutes of that episode, it's just yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and, and Run. I, yeah, brilliant, yeah. a brilliant send up as well of the stereotypes as well. Mm-hmm. Like, this woman is in charge for mm-hmm. most of the episode. Yes. Not something you see a lot. Is someone again? It's kind of the Mary type, someone that can keep up with Sherlock, but this yeah. one is a. She has abilities in a completely separate realm to mm-hmm. Sherlock, so it's two worlds meshing together. Yeah. But yes. yeah, that was. All <laughs> oh, right then. <laughs> I, I think we've probably exhausted our audiences. Yes, so yes, here. we will just have to rewatch the nine episodes and, until what, 2016? 2016, <laughs> oh, probably when it will come out, yeah. <sighs> I I will definitely be watching it before it gets on Netflix. I will try to make my life matter in the intervening two years. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a lot of faith on that, but... (laughs) Whatever. Whatever, yes. Alright, well, I think that's it for me. (laughs) How about you, sir? Uh, That's alright. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm spent. Alright, well, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. See you guys. Thank you.